Torres and Ray Goulding are pleased to present Coast to Coast, CBS Radio Network. Thank you and hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the Bob and Ray Show. I think before we do anything this evening, we should go over some of the notes that we have here uh, of listener interest. The Bob and Ray Company Outing and Fish Fry is not going to be held this month. We, we postponed that for all of the employees here. Well, uh, one of the reasons is the weather is so unpredictable, and uh, it seems like uh, so many of the employees uh, didn't feel like separating with the 1050 that it will cost to attend. But uh, we'll try to hold it uh, the next month, at least before the end of the summer. They're going by bus anyway. What do they expect? And then... Uh, a lot of people were concerned that the great Bob and Ray Bird yesterday was ill, and that he wanted to spell any. any you know, uh, it may be my imagination, but uh, that Bob and Ray Great Bird is slowly becoming greater. Well, I thought it was bigger today. Oh, I can't oh, listen to that. Nobody does that when he's angry. Angry, and uh, look at the size of him. He's a pretty big bird. Feathers up there. He okay, well, he really good is. boy. Maybe uh, we better put a cover over the cage so it'll be quiet for the rest of the show. Who dares go near it? Well, <laughs> uh, Pascal, maybe you could do it for us. All huh? right. I want to get too close to the great bobbing ray beard. No, just throw the the, uh, the cloth over the cage. See, then we can carry on with the show. All right. Thank you. Quiet now, great beard. Good. And hello, this is Harvey Swenson welcoming you to Let's Take a Tour. Today we're visiting the Royal Kinney Road Sign Company, and with me is Mr. Warren Sarko, the foreman, who's going to explain the technical equipment as we go along. Now, what's this interesting tool here, Mr. Sarko? Well, that's a hammer. It's a used drive-in nail, sir. Now, Mr. Sarko, would you care to tell us uh, what that group of men uh, is doing over there? You mean on the bench? Yes. Uh, well, uh, they're having their lunch, Mr. Swenson. Now, the way they do that, the operation involved there is this. You see, the noontime whistle blows. Now, and that's that room over there, Mr. Sarko. Now, that's the steak room. Uh, that's where the steaks are made. And the road sign is clamped onto the steak, is that right? No, uh, the steak is clamped onto the road sign. Would you like to see one of the steaks, Mr. Swenson? Oh, very much, sir. Uh, it's something we're all interested in. Well, right here, this is a typical steak here, without the road sign on it. It's uh, 41 inches in length, and it's got a point at the bottom. And that, of course, means that the roadside will stand 41 inches above the road. Is that right? Uh, well, uh, no. Uh, we uh, we have to drive the stake 8 inches into the ground. Well, then, subtracting 8 inches from the stake, the sign will stand uh, 33 inches above the ground. Well, now you've got to take into consideration the sign itself. Now it has height 2. How much, is it, Mr. Sarko? The sign's 8 inches high. Then the sign will stand 41 inches above the ground. I suppose so. Uh, say, Mr. Swenson, uh, would you be interested in seeing our reject room? It's piled full of signs that our machines ran off incorrectly. All right. Is it that small room over there? Uh, no, that's a boiler. It's over here, Mr. Swenson, and uh, be careful not to step on any stakes. All right. Take a look at this one. All right. It says speed limit 200 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. 
The overhead printer went out of whack on that. It was supposed to read 20 miles an hour. I see. Now, take a look at this one, sir. Well, it says sharp curve ahead. What's a curve, Mr. Well, uh, it was supposed to have read uh, sharp curve ahead. I type said I got the axe for that one, I might point out. Incidentally, a good many copies of this particular sign got by the inspector here and were placed on quite a few roads, unfortunately. No harm done, I hope. Well, now you'd be surprised how many people stop and get out of their cars and walk on ahead just to see what a sharp curve was. Is that right? Mm-hmm, that's right. Well, thank you, Mr. Warren Sarko, for showing us around the Coyle Kenny Road Sign Company. It was informative and revealing, and it happened on Let's Take a Tour. Now, speaking of uh, taking a tour, everywhere you go, across the country trip or across the street party, you can carry the fun with you when you own a Columbia Stereophonic High Fidelity Phonograph. You know, there's a wonderful uh, selection of seven new portable models and smart new color combinations at your Columbia Phonograph dealer uh, to choose from. Now, each one is a masterpiece of design and beauty. More quality and more features and more styling have been built into these sturdy portables than ever before. And how much fun you'll have enjoying all the wonderful new sound of stereo records. Regular records take on new beauty, too, when played on handsome Columbia portables. And you'll be amazed at the big console sound that's reproduced by Columbia Portable Stereophonic High Fidelity Phonographs. Will I thrill to the excitement of Stereo One by Columbia? Sure will. Number one in the wonderful world of sound. And Columbia Portables are economical, too. Prices start as low as $24.95. See them and hear them today at your Columbia Phonograph dealer. And now, Chocolate Cookies with white stuff in between them brings you another episode of Lawrence Fechtenberger, Interstellar Officer Candidate. Okay, we're in Sexton Burger. Now that we've got a 
helmets with our self-contained oxygen supply. Good idea. Should we take the disintegrate array with us? Just better. We don't know what we'll run into out here. Of course. Sergeant. Real eerie feeling of weightlessness here, isn't there? Yeah. Fortunately, we have these weighted shoes. The scarf and hatch is open, Factor. You go ahead, I'll be left behind you. Maybe I should be an MC. 
see instead of a singer. Could you uh, send these people a letter telling them about your singing talent, Miss Burris? Well, I thought sending just a letter would be insufficient, so I went to the Penny Arcade and made a recording of Old Johnny. How did it come out? Good? Well, it picked up the sounds of the rifle shots in the background, but I felt that these people would take the rifle noises into consideration and not pay any attention so to them. So you sent the record along to them, huh? Well, I'm not afraid not. On my way out of the Penny Arcade, I accidentally stepped on the foot vibrator and the record flew about 30 feet into the air. Smashed the record, huh? Only the pipe that fell on the floor. Oh! <laughs> Mercy, how you do set me up with those straight faces. Straight lines, Mr. And, well, whatever. At any rate, I said in my letter that I had a fine singing voice of the type that's so much in demand these days. Well, did it take a long time before you got an answer back? No, I got an answer from them the same day I mailed my letter, about three hours later. What did they say? Well, they said that my talent was being processed along with the talent of thousands of other applicants and... There'd be a long wait before they could judge my talent. That's kind of discouraging. How long did you have to wait to then? Well, that evening I got a very special delivery, personalized letter from the president of the outfit. Personalized? Yeah, here's the letter. You can see where all those blank spaces are filled in with my name. That's personal, isn't it? Yeah. I noticed the letter goes on to say that you have a fine, I see... Bass and baritone have been crossed out, leaving soprano. You have a very fine soprano voice. I certainly do. And it adds that you can have the use of their recording studio for $700 an hour. Mm. Are you going to take advantage of their kind offer, Miss Burris, you think? No. And uh, do you know why not, Mr. Elliott? Why not? Well, $700 is a little too high, even for a soprano. I declare, if you don't give me one of those straight laces again... Straight lines, straight lines, and thanks for coming up here, and I'm glad you decided to turn down their offer. I have a lot of talent, ma'am. Good luck to you, Miss Burris. Come back there and and sit down. Careful of the great bird, though. What do you want to do with the great bird tonight, ma'am? Well, uh, where have you been putting him? In the mailroom. In the mailroom? Well, I suppose uh, he's getting a little big for the mailroom. Maybe we could leave him here in the studio overnight. I think that would be good. We kind of live here anyway. Well, did you have a nice time, audience? All right, quiet, please. Quiet, Bird. Uh, did you, audience? Let's answer, Ray, huh? Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I reckon that would just about do it for the day. Did you have a nice time, audience? Well, like don't stop applauding that way, audience. It sounds so terribly mechanical, you know. Like they're on a record, doesn't it? Yeah, it embarrasses us. Yeah. Well, that's it. Until the next time, Ray Goulding's is right if you get work. Bob Elliott, hang by your thumb. This is the CBS Radio Network. CBS Radio Network.